Welcome to Rants and Raves. I am Megan Dota. Gary Kay is not here today. He has let me take over the show today. So let's dive right in. I am joined by Dave Valentikonis, who is the Technical Services Manager for America at Seaman. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thanks for having us uh, join us again. We were on, I think, last year. Yeah. So this is a repeat visit for us. Nice. And it's my first time hosting this because I just joined Rave two months ago. So I'm excited to have you as our first guest or my first guest, I should say. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's dive right in. What are we going to talk about today? Well, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll pop up my screen here. Um, so Seaman uh, is actually a, an infrastructure manufacturer. So we make the network cabling systems that a lot of these systems go on now that they've kind of converted to IP-based uh, you know, systems. So wanted to provide a little bit of a background on how that can be used to help you know, kind of with with integration and people selecting the the media that'll that'll operate your system. So, you know, for us, it's it's more about the the, the infrastructure, the cabling topologies that go into setting up that you know uh, infrastructure for success for these AV applications. And a lot of people on the AV side don't really spend, I think, a lot of time on the infrastructure side. So, I just want to do a kind of a high level introduction of, of of some thoughts and things that are going on in the industry that'll that'll help out with that. So, uh, you know, for starters, just to, to get some reference terminology in place, there is some language that 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 kind of standards reference when you're talking about the infrastructure. And the first is um, in, in terms of how this infrastructure is actually set up. And what it is, is it's comprised the, the, the cabling itself between your switch and, and your video devices are actually comprised of what we refer to as the permanent link, which is the part of the cabling that's designed to kind of stay in place over the life of the system, um, and as well as the patch cords that go on each end. And when you add the patch cords to the permanent link, you get the overall structured cabling channel. And there's some distances associated with that, the maximum channel distance being 100 meters, simply because it's designed so that applications can operate knowing that's the limit and what they can expect from a performance uh, aspect. So for most people who are installing structured cabling to support these app, these AV applications, it's typically a two connector model, simply a patch panel uh, in the telecommunications room that use a patch cord to connect to the switch. And then at the other end, kind of out at the device end, which we refer to as the work area, there's usually a telecommunications outlet that connects the patch cord to that, that end device. More recently, and actually ironically used a number of years ago, was the, the introduction of a third connection point in the middle, which referred to as a consolidation point, which really allows that permanent cabling to kind of work just between the telecommunications room and consolidation point. And then you can do your moves, adds, and changes just between the consolidation point and the work area, which kind of limits um, the amount of uh, disruption you have to do in the office or, the, or those, the spaces that you're working with and don't have to cable things all the way back to the telecommunications room if you're doing some of these moves, adds, and changes. Um, and you can see inside that zone enclosure or the consolidation point, it's just another outlet and, 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 uh, and plug that goes in there to create a mated connection. Um, more recently, there's been something in the development that's referred to as the modular plug terminated link. And what that's really doing is it really just replaces the telecommunications outlet and patch cord at the end in the work area and replaces that simply with a modular plug that goes direct into the device. And the reason for that is it's not a lot of these end devices may be in locations that are conducive to having a faceplate or a service mount box and a patch cord in them. So it's really recognizing that the industry has got some challenges and how they can address it with a different type of topology. Um, when you're running higher levels of categories, it's not the same old small crimp style plug that you might have had in the back of a phone going years ago. Um, the ones now available, like our, our Z plug, can actually terminate up to category 6A shielded cabling. 
So what we did is we really actually did some some testing of our own. So we actually did it um, in in, con, uh, in conjunction with with one of our partners, ZV. And what we wanted to kind of demonstrate was the different types of cabling that should be used for supporting both AV over IP as well as SDVOE applications. So what we did is we kind of created this three connector model, which we think is kind of a semi worst case scenario. And we bundled these two channels. We created a, a two cabling channel. We bundled them all together from end to end. And we did this across five different cable cabling categories, Cat5e UTP, Cat6e UTP, Cat6a UTP, Cat6a Shielded, which we refer to as FUTP because it has an overall foil, as well as a Cat7a SFTP, which is actually individually foiled pairs with an overall braid. So we kind of want to run the full spectrum of the different media that you might want to use to support these applications. And what we did is we did a single channel configuration where we just basically put that channel. We started with a video source on one end, and then we just connected our HDMI cord to our encoder, put it through our channel to our switch, and then just came out to our decoder and into our, our video display. And then we also did a dual channel configuration where we did the same thing, but we actually had the, um, the, the channel from our switch to our video display going through a full 100 meters of cabling again. So what we found from this really is that if you're thinking about running voice over IP, which is a one, essentially a one gigabit per second signal, you're, you're fine with any of these kind of configurations. Uh, but when you go to an SDVOE platform or platforms that require a higher speed above one gigabit, specifically with SDVOE, it's more of a 10 gigabit application. That's where you start to find the breakdown between some of the lower cabling categories like Cat5 e and 6 and the dual channel configurations because there's too much crosstalk between the both cables when they run together. So uh, what we're trying to illustrate here is when you're really thinking about higher speed video applications like SDVOE, you really need to you think about category 6A or higher cabling systems to support those uh, applications. Uh, additionally, just to, to, to keep in mind for people that are installing the infrastructure to support these is that in some cases, it might not be today, but it might be in the future or for some other IP applications. A lot of these end devices are being remotely powered by the switches. And there's, a, there's been a lot of development in the last four years where you can now have up to almost just over 70 watts at the end device. But what happens is when you're actually introducing power over your infrastructure cabling, you do have some heat buildup and uh, that you have to manage. And that's typically managed through bundle sizes. But what we're talking about here is there's some mitigation recommendations that are out there. Um, one of them is to use category 6A or higher performing cables because they have a larger gauges of copper in there so they can handle that heat load better. And also the shield on shielded cablings does also a great job of mitigating the heat between adjacent cables. So in general, if we had some mitigation recommendations, we'd just say, look, use smaller bundles if you can. For example, there's, there's, if you took a 90 cable bundle, broke it down into, into three bundles of, of 30, it reduces the heat on those center cables by 25%. If you add a little space between them, like a one inch separation, it reduces it even more. So you can see that smaller bundles are, will make sense. And if you don't really know what media type you're using or what POE level, just a good guideline is to limit your bundle size to 24. And then finally to consider the fact that in these places where this infrastructure is run, not only cabling, but the connectivity that's used there are often going to be in plenum spaces. So you're going to want to make sure the products that you're using um, are for use specifically and certified for use in plenum spaces. Um, Seaman offers a number of, of connectivity and cabling solutions that, that meet these requirements. We've specifically developed them because of this um, kind of broad display of an, an explosion of IP type devices on the market that just weren't there years ago. So in summary, uh, really only, you know, CAT 6A or higher should be used to supporting all, you know, if you're not sure of the AV application or you want to ensure future support, um, use that shielded cabling because it's going to help you uh, handle that remote 
powering heat loads that are that are introduced by doing that. Um, there are some different cabling topologies you can deploy, uh, including the modular plug terminated link if you have some challenges where they're mounted. And finally, to keep in mind that not every cable should be installed just for its intended application, but really designed to support pretty much any application that could be used for, whether it be an IP device or an actual 10G based T signal for your Ethernet communication. So really selecting an infrastructure to support all those would, would work best. So um, we're going to be at uh, Infocom uh, this year. We'll be at uh, booth 2021 if anybody wants to see us. And you can also find us on the, on the web at uh, www.seaman.com as well as all those cool icons there, only half of which I, I, I do know is Facebook and, and Twitter and LinkedIn, YouTube. We're all we're on all those media as well. That's pretty much the best booth number, right? Easy to remember. It's, How could you forget so that? so awesome. Even I can remember this one. At Infocom 2021. What are you going to be showing at Infocom? We're actually going to be showing this. We have this video demonstration up and running on our CAT 6A shielding. We're also going to be talking about the Z-plug I referenced earlier. If anybody wants to come by and see a demo or try to do a termination of that, uh, as well as uh, one of our lightboat connectors, because we do know that some uh, extended distance applications requires fiber. Not everybody who's been doing kind of low voltage AV may, have, may be familiar with it. So it's just an easy to terminate fiber connector for kind of, um, it's simple for people who don't spend a lot of time in the fiber world. Very cool. I can't wait to see it at the show. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. So let's give your website one more time so people can get more information. Sure. Uh, it's www.siemon.com. And we'll see you at Infocom in booth 2021. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Rain, rain, rain. With Ransom.